the company was able to piece together work by um, working with other companies that were using their downtime to, um, you know, uh, rework their, their setups. And Every band that I reached out to said yes. Uh, there was no one turned down the opportunity. I'm Sarah Fenske. St. Louis on the Air continues right after this. Hi, I'm Alex Hoyer, executive producer for St. Louis on the Air. Before today's episode, I want to take a moment to say thank you for listening and choosing this podcast. Our team works hard to provide nuance on the news that shapes your life and your community. We wouldn't be able to do this without your support. The money you give to St. Louis Public Radio helps fund this podcast. So please go to stlpr.org donate and give an amount that works for you. Your contribution, along with that of your neighbors, is what fuels St. Louis on the air. We're really grateful. And again, that website is stlpr.org donate. And thanks. A new concert series kicks off this Sunday, and if you like music from local artists, it should be a good one. The inaugural show features the garage punk band that I am obligated to call Shirtstorm here on the airwaves. You can try to figure out what that actual name is on your own. It also features Glory and Perfection and Electric Toothbrush Sisters. You know Electric Toothbrush Sisters, right? Well, last summer, they offered the perfect pandemic sing-along. And that is Electric Toothbrush Sisters, one of three local bands on the bill this Sunday night at the Sinkhole. But that doesn't mean you're invited to come to the Sinkhole. The DIY venue in the Carondelet neighborhood is offering the shows as a virtual series. And thanks to its partner in the venture, that's Arch City Audiovisual, the shows will have high-gloss production, too. The series is called I Watched Music on the Internet. And joining us today to talk about it is Chris Keith. He's the events producer for Arch City Audiovisual. Chris, welcome. Hi, how's it going? And we're also joined today by Matt Stutler. He's the owner and operator of The Sinkhole, and also he is the guitarist and vocalist of the aforementioned Shirtstorm. Matt, welcome. <laughs> Hello, thanks. Thanks for having I'm, I'm us. trying here, Matt. Your, your band <laughs> name is, is not conducive to the airways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so look, Matt, uh, The Sinkhole has been closed since the pandemic started. How does it feel mm-hmm. to host a concert series again after all this time, even though you're doing it virtually? Uh, exhilarating. Um, it was really cool to be able to, uh, you know, virtually book a show again. After being a year without (laughs) doing that. So what got you to the point of saying, hey, we're going to have people watch the music that we like on the Internet? Uh, So Chris reached out to me about it. Um, They had previously, his company had previously did streams with a couple of local bands. Uh, And he was looking for a venue to co-promote and curate a lineup um, of local acts. 
So, Chris, I think we we uh, heard from you when we were um, we did a segment with uh, Lisa Houday, better known as La Pons, and you your yes. company had done this concert for her. Uh, so you'd been working with these local artists. What made you decide to reach out to a venue and and do a series? Well, just like you know, like you said, we'd worked with a couple of uh, different bands, and uh, I figured this was the next step. And uh, you know, I knew Matt. I'd worked with him uh, on different things. Our bands had played together locally and on tours. And uh, Chris, you're also in a punk band, is that right? Yeah, <laughs> we're called Maximum Effort. So we can at least say that on the air. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys have, have toured together before. Um, it, it was your familiarity with Matt more than something about this particular venue that made it right for this project? Well, no, the venue also. I, I actually, uh, in another band, uh, played the inaugural night, opening night, with a band called Rick Steves. And, uh, and I, you know, I've played there several several times uh maximum effort did an album release there so you know i'm pretty familiar with the venue and i i you know i love i love the sinkhole so mm-hmm. it was an obvious choice so chris tell us a little bit about what happens then once you decide hey we're going to do this concert series what kind of production values are you bringing to this for the artists oh uh, well we we did a count and uh just in lighting fixtures alone, there's about $137,000 worth of lights, and that's without soundboards or any of the other stuff. Wow. So, yeah. Matt, what kind of difference does that make to a band that's trying to look good on a small screen? Uh, well beyond <laughs> what uh, most of us have performed uh, under mm. <laughs> previously. <laughs> so this is fancier even than you would get for an in-person setup. Is that fair to say? I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a whole bunch of fancy lighting. It's a whole bunch of, of good sound equipment. Um, but I'm sure, you know, even with that, you still need good bands. Uh, Matt, it, that was mm-hmm. your responsibility here. Were bands on board for doing this? Yeah, absolutely. Um, every band that I reached out to said yes. Uh, there was no one turned down the opportunity. Uh, it was really cool. Um, every band that's playing this series has uh, performed at Sinkhole at some point in our five years of existence. Um, a lot of them have done album releases uh, and various other things at our physical location. So being able to work with them again in this setting was really cool. So when you were conceptualizing this series, are some bands more suited to a live stream show and and some more suited to something where you kind of have to be in person to experience it? Uh, I don't think necessarily. Um, I think with all the bands selected that uh, what they represent musically and creatively um, can transcend a pre-recorded uh, stream um, and also, you know, be able to get their message across regardless of what media that's being delivered in. Mm-hmm. So, Chris, the yeah, one- and, and the actual, uh, I just wanted to say real quick, the actual uh, use of the light is reflected in the, you know, in the type of music, you know, with 
some bands we didn't, you know, they're not they're not blinking, flashing lights. You know, some bands require a, a different feel, hmm. and I think our lighting uh, our lighting tech Jerry Dentleman, uh he did great at that tailoring each show. Yeah, it's about matching the mood of the band, sure. I think, hmm. which comes through. So, Chris, this is a lot of work that goes into putting these on. I understand these aren't free shows. How are you making this all pencil out so you're not just taking a bath on this? Uh, well, there's a, a couple of ways. Uh, we've we've reached out to local companies, um, uh, and we, we have uh, – we're very happy to say we have seven sponsors – all local companies, uh, uh, Four Hands, Euclid Records, um, Planet Score Records, uh, Vintage Vinyl, uh, Odell Brewery, Switchgrass Distillery. Uh, who am I leaving out? STL Style. Style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So these sponsors are helping underwrite the cost of, of what you're all putting into it. Sure. And it feels like a big way that these local shows end up helping make money for artists is people can buy drinks and and buy the merchandise, and that sort of lifts the the tide for everybody. Are people able to do, even if you can't do drinks, can people get the merchandise through this setup? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, it's all through a website. uh, It's, you know, you can buy tickets, buy merch, get uh, others. There's multiple show bundles at Live Int Now. Dot com, and uh, yeah, I urge everybody to go to it. And so, if people end up um, paying to see, say, the the concerts on Sunday, um, is that then a link that's good for a while? They can watch it again and again. How does that work? Uh, yeah, uh, well, we leave um, we leave the content up for a few weeks after the performance, and uh, they get a digital download. And they have the option of buying a DVD of the actual event and, of course, a T-shirt, whatever they want. (laughs) A lot of good options there. Well, I'm curious to hear from both of you. Um, You're both in the music business and also uh, make your business within the music business. I know the pandemic has has been really hard for some people. Um, Matt, the sinkhole isn't just a music venue. You've also got a record label and a studio. Has the pandemic affected that side of your business? Yeah, absolutely. Um, as far as the recording studio goes, we definitely ramped up uh, how many sessions we're doing out of there. Uh, like, during quarantine, it's been the main focus for uh, the use of the physical space, for sure. Okay, so you're, you're chiefly using it um, as a recording studio at this point? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Chris, what about for you? Um, how has how has Arch City been affected? Um, were you working with a lot of musicians before all this? Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, in March of 2020, it, it, it came to a grinding halt. And, um, you know, both the owners, uh, Robert Scahill and Michael Barton, uh, you know, quickly, you know, I is, we're doing live streams in one of the first ideas i heard was from robert and it was you know it was his mention of like maybe this is a good idea but then there was the lockdown and there was just other logistics to get to this point creating a website 
And uh, so that took a while. But in the meantime, the company was able to piece together work by uh, working with other companies that were using their downtime to, uh, you know, uh, rework their, their setups and, you know, sort of, you know, do those things that you always wanted to do if you had a moment off. Hmm. So you've used this time constructively. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> so, Chris, I understand you're of the opinion that live streams are the new reality. This is something that bands and, and music lovers need to get on board for. Do you really think we'll still want to watch bands on a computer screen once we could get back to, to being face-to-face and, and having a drink in our hand and, and being with our friends? Yeah. I mean, uh, if, uh, you know, if, uh, I can't imagine if uh, somebody, uh, you know, wants to do a show in front of a lot of people, you know, like bigger artists, even if somebody, uh, you know, I don't know, has uh, family restrictions that they can't get out on the road, but they have a big fan base. This is going to be a a viable option. Hmm. And I think it's a a good way for, you know, people to, uh, there's a lot of theater minded musical acts. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, this is going to, play into that and it's just gonna you know it's it's already opening up a whole you know um different avenue of possibilities Hmm. and matt you see that for your band oh yeah i i see it more for uh the other two bands on this coming sunday's bill glory and perfection electric toothbrush sisters there's a lot of elements of performance that uh i think will really benefit from being pre-recorded and viewable uh, through a stream versus maybe catching it in a, uh, a dank dive bar or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a, it's a good option. I hope people will take advantage yeah. of this. We want to encourage people to check out liveentnow.com. We'll also get that linked on our website, stlpublicradio.org. Uh, Matt Stutler, owner and operator of The Sinkhole, thank you for joining us today. Uh, thanks. Thanks for having me. And Chris Keith, events producer for Arch City Audiovisual. Um, it was great to talk to you. Uh, thank you very much. Let's go out of the show with just a little more preview of this Sunday's concert. This is the band that for today I am calling Shirt Storm, and the song is Surfing with the Master's Minions. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. More reporting from the St. Louis on the Air team is available at stlpublicradio.org. And be sure never to miss a conversation by subscribing to our podcast. You can find St. Louis on the Air on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts on the App Store. St. Louis on the Air is produced by Evie Hempel, Lara Hamden, Emily Woodbury, and Alex Hoyer. The audio engineer is Aaron Dorr. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU. Thank you for listening. I'm Sarah Fenske. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.